0: Blog Talk Radio. are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil morning show with your host Nadia Khalil good morning everybody and welcome to today's show today is the 16th of April it is here <laughs> we're past the middle of the month yesterday typically would have been tax day Oh, and it was warm yesterday, and it felt like a normal day. The sun still shines and things still happen, and today it's going to be cold again, but cold, relatively speaking. But it's just been such an amazing time that speaking of Dream Theme Thursday, we are like dreaming. This feels like a dream. What a different reality that we live in. And yesterday I was thinking about, you know what? What's not happening? There's a lot of stuff that is happening. There's fear that if you even breathe air, you know, I mean, just the thought of breathing or all these, well, you could get it this way and you could get the virus that way. And all these people are dying and they don't report about the people that are going home. All you hear is how many deaths, and, you know, there's that saying in news, if it bleeds, it leads. And some information is good, and other information really isn't. So what happened in this whole virus, what might look like a nightmare to those heavily invested in it or you know what I'm saying, like outside of it, where the stock market or something, you know, companies are affected and we need those companies. And, you know, we're realizing some we do, some we don't, right? But we're figuring all that out. But there's something else that's happening that's actually pretty cool. And what that is, is that when you turn the news on, It's not that you're only hearing about the virus. What are we not hearing? We are not hearing that places are getting robbed. We are not hearing about murders every day. I haven't heard it, and I'm so relieved to just not hear about us killing each other. Because now everybody's worried about this virus killing them. But we're not killing each other. I haven't heard about one murder since all this started, and it's been a month. And if something did happen, I didn't hear it. But I haven't heard it. And I thought, oh, you know how we always say God has a plan, (laughs) I'm like, that's how you stopped us from killing each other in the streets because that's what we were doing. Every day you'd see some liquor store getting robbed and the guy getting shot, and it would be on tape. The cameras didn't deter anybody or robbing different businesses, hurting, 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 and then more hurting. And we haven't seen that or heard it. It is amazing. And people who want to do ill will, they have not figured out yet how to do it in this time. So this is like this lull period where we're just quiet. The biggest thing on anyone's agenda every day is making sure they have enough food and have enough money for food and to avoid getting a virus that they may have to jump into the healthcare system over, which is scary enough. So that part of it really just struck me because in my sleep I don't know if I'm dreaming about it or if I'm just thinking about it. But all night, all I could think of what wasn't here anymore that was here. And it's not the obvious things like the businesses, and you can't go to the parks, and you can't go to the beaches. Although, yesterday, all those no parking signs, people got out, moved the cones, parked their car, and went to the beach. Not in big crowds, but just the family. There was a girl who stopped her car, put her phone up on her car, and had her mask on and was playing the violin out in the open air. Our creativity is what's coming out. Hurting each other has been put at bay for a while. So life is changing. And maybe if we're not killing each other long enough, it might startle us to hear that we've done that to each other yet again or hurting each other. So just one of the upsides thought I would share. I wanted to say good morning to Francis and Maria in the chat. I got on, and I didn't realize it was so late. I wake up so early sometimes. I'm like, oh, my God, it's 5.50 or 27, and I got to get on, And, and so there we go. But I do have a dream for today, and it says, good morning, Nadia. I have an anonymous dream to share. I was riding a funky motorbike. The handlebar was moving back and forward. It had three wheels, looked like an old Italian delivery bike, and I kept thinking, I just have to finish my job and then I can join my boyfriend who was riding behind, who was riding behind me in a nice car. Then I took a right turn. the street turned into a roller coaster track and my vehicle became part of the public transport system. I had no control over where I was going, so I figured I needed needed help to get out. At one of the stations, I explained my situation to the cashier, and she said, if you want to get out, go through the next looping and then follow the exit sign to your left. I followed her advice and found my way back to the street, only to find my boyfriend waiting there for me. There you are again, and smiled his big, happy smile. I woke up smiling so happy and relieved. Thank you so much for everything, Nadia. So this dream, and I I know right now, everything does feel like the long way. It's like the long way getting back to ourselves, the long way to get anywhere. But it still gets us to where we want to go. If we ask for help and we listen to it. A lot of times, the last thing people ask for is directions. They get something in the mail. They open up the box. First thing they do is they think they're going to put it together without the directions. It looks easy enough. I can make it look like that. And then they start putting it together and they realize that they put something on backwards or they missed a step or and then they get stuck because now they don't know what to do. And what do they do? They go right back to the directions. Someone's driving. They're getting lost. They keep thinking, well, let me turn here and let me turn there. And before you know it, they can't remember where they turned and how they got where they got. Pre-Google Maps. (laughs) And then... They finally hope for a gas station or someone to give them directions. We are natural-born thinkers knowing what we're doing, even when we don't, which is why hindsight is so great, right? The whole Monday morning quarterbacking thing. But what your dream is telling you is that your brain is now starting to put things in order, starting to understand that someone can help you and help direct you to get where you're going. And honestly, that's a sign of relief for anybody's life. For anybody's life on earth, it is a sign of relief. Because most of the time, Even when we ask for advice, we do not take it. I cannot tell you how many people have come to me, asked me questions. I told them. I gave them an answer. Six months later, they write me again, ask me the same exact question. I tell them, another three months go by, same question. Because our brain is not ready to hear an answer. So when we dream and our brain starts putting things together like, oh, wait a minute. And then we wake up and we're all excited because we feel like we found the solution. The reason I keep saying the same answer over and over again is because I know that it didn't hit this time, and maybe it didn't hit this time, but it's going to hit at some time. I have people who were part of my every single day life, and I must have said a phrase a hundred times. And on the 101st time, they'll look at me and like, oh, my God, I get that. How did I not get that before? And all I say is, you just weren't ready. If you were, you would have gotten it. But it took a million baby steps. It took you hearing something over and over again because you have not earned the answer yet. And this dream is telling you that at the end of your whole journey, the roller coaster, asking someone for directions, you know, being together at first and then turning and losing each other and, you know, all this crazy stuff. And then you're in a public transport system when you were just riding privately, but then you asked for help. And you took the advice you got and you found your boyfriend. And like a reward, he was there smiling and waiting for you. He already knew how to get there, and you were getting there. So there's a couple of things in your dream. One of them is patience with yourself pays off. Sometimes we want the answer so bad we're willing to run through a fire hoop for it without going through the experience because the experience feels like, oh, my God, this is going to take me forever and ever and ever. It's actually, we're pretty funny like that, so we don't want to do it. Thinking in patience is an art because you have to give your brain something to feed on while you're being patient. Like knowing that this is going to take a lot of steps. I don't know what those steps are. But if I do this today, and then I do it again tomorrow, and then I do it again the next day, and the next, and the next, I'll reassess in 30 days. How many times have we said that to ourselves? We're like, oh, no way. Can't wait a month for that, and then another month. That's going to take me forever. Is it? going to take you forever to keep hitting your head against the wall because that you can do forever. And some of us choose that because we think it's the faster route. And then we don't listen all the way when people are telling us, "Hey, you know what? You're 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 on that road, but that that road isn't working for you." And then they want you to do the work to put them back on the road. "You help me. You do this. You told me that, you're responsible for helping me. And many people ask me, I want you, you to take me from here to there. But then there's certain people in life that once you've told them and told them and told them and you're there, you have to be pulled out of their life for them to hear you. Because now that they don't have access to you, they will hear you. They will hear you. They'll be going, wow, you know, so-and-so said that. (laughs) Oh, that made sense. How did they know? Why didn't I know? Wow, they must have really had a hard time watching me try to figure this out. And then one day that person has a dream like this. And it's this calmness in it that, oh, well, I went here and then I went there and it was kind of weird and then I flew over here and then I showed up there and then I asked for directions. And I actually took the advice and I ended up where I'm going. It takes a lot of work inside every day of your actual life to have a dream that concludes itself. Because a lot of times we have dreams where we say, oh, and it just ended. I don't know what happened after that. I don't remember. But this dream is a conclusionary dream. It had a beginning, a middle, and an end. And an end. Which means you have now accepted in your life Understanding that when somebody gives you directions and you take them, it works. It really works. I remember so clearly when I first saw Christ and I would be talking to people and I would tell them things that were teaching me. Kind of like how it happens on the show. And as I'm talking... I know it's me. I know it's my voice. I get all of that. But there's some stuff that comes out of me that there's no way I knew before I said it. But I learned it as I said it. And during the show, I always keep a sheet of paper and a pencil on my desk so that when that happens, I write it down even while I'm talking. But what happened was I would drop that. On someone and say, hey, you know what, just do this, or why don't you approach it in this way and see what happens? Whatever it was, I would tell someone to do. And then over time, because time, you know how Christ says, time answers every question, their questions were being answered. And they would come back to me and say, and these are people that I see all the time. So when they would come back to me, it wasn't like they came back to me after not seeing them. They would come back to me over time and say, you know, you told me to do whatever. And for some reason, I listened. It took me a while to get there, but look what happened. And I started seeing people's lives get better, get cleaner. It wasn't like you change like a magic pill like everybody wants. It's that one experience at a time, one change has to happen before another can. No one can accelerate that. I am not a lightning bolt. I don't come in and, you know, touch your head and all of a sudden you, you do whatever it is you think you want to do. It doesn't work like that. But over time, I was seeing people's lives clean up as my own was. Because I was healing by talking, by just telling people stuff, that calmness that Christ comes with. I started becoming myself because I was just hearing it. Again, experience over and over again, telling other people. And then one day, it occurred to me, my little brain, one day I go, Why don't I take my own advice? Not that I wasn't, but like if Christ tells me to do something or asks of me to be patient and I see it working for everyone else, maybe it could work for me too. And what that did to my brain was made me more diligent, And the stuff it did it in, you'd be shocked. It wasn't in the big stuff because, you know, I knew how to work and run around and do whatever it was I was doing. But these little things in my life, little things like washing my face before I went to bed, brushing my teeth really well before I slept, not that I didn't, I would do things so fast I didn't even know if I was benefiting But I took the time to do things well. I treated something like getting breakfast ready, as important as washing my face, as important as, you know, not wearing my sweats all the time, as important as, and it's not that those things were bad. That's not where this was going. It was teaching me. To treat myself with kindness, and because when that's in there, and that's something that you do for you when no one's looking, your kids can't see you, your friends can't see you, your family can't see you, is immeasurable you have no idea the effect of self care that's why i keep talking about you know now self love at the beginning when i first saw christ i'd never heard the term self love i remember when i first said it and people would tell me how selfish that was and i'm like no 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 christ doesn't talk in selfish that's not christ's language it's it's like Hey, we better start taking care of ourselves. That's why we're not happy. People are like, I'm happy. I work hard. I get what I want. I'm like, okay, okay, then why are we actually not happy? (laughs) Why are we not that nice to each other? Why don't we care about each other? And now it's common language, but not to everybody yet, but it's there. Those quiet moments while you are washing your face, while you are brushing and flossing and cleaning your teeth, while you do change into pajamas instead of sleeping in your sweats for three days, why you take your time to look for food that will benefit your body instead of hurt it. Why would you go for a walk by yourself? A lot of us think of it as exercise or losing weight. But when you actually go on the walk, you're not thinking about exercise and losing weight. You're thinking about life, particularly yours. And things start to come to you. And things start to make sense to you. And then I started talking to myself on my walks, and I realized, wow, I really felt strongly about that. I didn't know that affected me so much. I didn't know that that even hurt my feelings. And then when I could see it that way, I could say, oh, wow, maybe I shouldn't react to that. Because if I do, I'm going to take myself deeper into it. When we have conclusionary dreams like this one that just sound like, I was riding my little funky motorbike, and I ended up happy at the end, even though I got sidetracked. It's because those million baby steps that we take to get to one place That sounds like forever and there's times where I would have to verbally say to myself, I'm at about 700 right now. I still have a ways to go. But that's okay because I have other things that are concluding. And life is just a revolving door because that's life. We're going to be here until we're not going to be here. And if we're not going to be here, that's normal. You know, it's kind of weird to think of it as normal because nobody can imagine how they're going to leave or when or why, but if we knew, how would we live? We have to plan as though we're here forever. Otherwise, we would have no way to plan. Forever is a tall order. But those moments that look like the the by-the-way moments in your life, when you are alone, how you take care of yourself, realizing that all you have to do is breathe deeply at some point. We retouch what Christ calls in origins of truth, our garth, our deepest part, which is what we're trying to get to through all the big things we think we're doing that will reward us outwardly. But that inner reward, that inner warmth of self-care, it starts to show you that that soul of yours that's in there, whatever people call it. I know everyone, you know, they call God 10 different things and they call our soul 10 different things, but for all intents and purposes. We use the words that, we all get. So our little soul in there, our garth, the deepest part of us that knows every single thing about us, has been with us everywhere and will always be with us, even after this experience, feels fed. You are giving it permission to feed you some more, to make you hungry for more learning. And the experience is how it's fed. And as you keep having that interaction, that energy exchange with the deepest part of you, the deepest part of you has a language all its own. It's calm. It's content. It's warm. It's loving. It's compassionate to your soul, to yourself, to your actions. Instead of saying, you idiot, why would you do that? You just keep making this mistake over and over again. Instead of that being said in your head to yourself, you say things like, oh, wow, that's what I came up with. I obviously don't know better yet, but I want to know better. So let me see how I can do that better. Let me ask questions. Let me talk to people. Let me talk to myself. Let me talk to God. Let me write this out. Let me research this. Grow, 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 grow. Because love propels, doesn't it? It only goes one way. Love is like that one-way street. You're never going to turn around and have less of it. You work with it. You will always have more of it. That's one of the gifts that keeps on giving. That's love. So when you feel that for you, you get to see where it's going to take you next. And sometimes it might not look like love on the outside. The experience may be actually horrific in some way. And that love is going to be there and say, hey, you know what? You're going to make it through this. You may not know how today, but just stick with me. Stick with me. Don't let anything come and pierce me. And I will take you. I will walk you through. You will see. You will hear me. And this is what I sound like. I sound like I'm okay today and I'm going to do my best. I sound like. I belong here, and I know how to do this, and I'm patient with myself to get there. That's what I sound like, soul. So you can hear me. That's me. Trust in me. I can propel. We went on this topic from this one dream. It was a great dream. Thank you so very much. My time is already up. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great Thursday. Be safe wherever you are in our world. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiachalil.com.